You're listening to The Seven Peer Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping business leaders, entrepreneurs, and startups fill gaps, streamline operations, and drive success across the seven peers of business. Let's get things started. Hello, everyone. Welcome again to another episode of the Seven Peer Podcast. I'm here with some guests, you know, who we're going to introduce here in a second. But what we're going to be talking about today is the Raleigh ecosystem unveiled. And I want to dive deep into the landscape of what's happening here in the Raleigh area. And um, we're going to be focusing a little bit more specifically on Raleigh itself than RTP as a whole today. I'm your host, Anthony Rotoli. With me is your co-host, Erin Davis. Uh, and we do have a special guest, too, but we'll get to her here in a second. But I don't know if you guys knew this. We're going to be talking about, you know, ecosystems and cities and things like that. Do you guys know what the largest city in the world is? Do tell. I know you know. Do tell. You guys don't know this? Well, it's in Ireland. It's Dublin. It's been Dublin since 1922. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, you know, we got to get our little dad jokes in here, Aaron. I know. I just saw the, I just saw the roll of the eyes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you saw that? I'm sorry. So you knew it was coming, Aaron. I just wasn't sure. I, I told you you didn't know if this was going to happen in today's conversation or not, if I was going to drop one in on you. Well, Anthony, I was I was trying to think of something to combat yours that I knew was coming. I was going to actually tell a joke about time travel, but you didn't like it. So oh, <laughs> You already knew that. <laughs> I mean, look, we could do this all day. I've got a couple that I've heard today <laughs> going back and forth. All right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all kidding aside, you know, one of the things I thought this was a really interesting conversation for us to have today. I got to meet this person, you know, about a month or so back. It was through multiple colleagues that said, hey, there's a person you need to meet. Uh, and, you know, when you're so in the weeds with everything that you're doing every day, it's, you know, it's hard to sometimes get out there and network. And, you know, there's uh, some things, you know, that go on in town. So I decided to go to this thing this one night that was being hosted by this person. And we'll introduce her here shortly. And, you know, when I moved here, I can tell you 24 years or so ago, these types of events did not happen. And when you look at what's starting to happen in the community and how we start to evolve, you know, what we're all trying to do, you know, around things. And Aaron as a native North Carolinian, and I believe our guest is as well. And we're going to get the answer to that here in a second. I am not, um, but my kids are now and we're, you know, we've got a pro hockey team now, which would have never had ever thought would happen. You know, there's talks of trying to get a major league baseball team, which I'd be a huge, huge advocate for. Um, because if we get that now, we've got the Durham Bulls, but they're in Durham, they're not in Raleigh. So we need, you know, something here. But this is, in my opinion, the place to be. Um, it's one of that, you know, we see lots of people that continue to move here. We know that the town is continuing to evolve. It's something where today, you know, if I look back 24 years ago when I had first moved here, is like light years ahead of where it was and will continue to evolve going forward. Um, and in another 10, 15, 20 years, it's going to be a completely different landscape. And, you know, the person we have today with it, with us is actually helping build, you know, part of this landscape. And it's, uh, you know, it's super exciting. So with that, Aaron, let's let everybody know who we have with us today. Absolutely. I am super excited uh, to have Lauren Romer with us on the 7 Pure podcast today. 
Lauren is the executive director at Raleigh Founded, which is an amazing multi-site co-working facility headquartered here in Raleigh, North Carolina. And she's also an NC State grad, go pack. So while she's at Raleigh Founded, Lauren uses her skills in human resources, communication, sales, public relations, B Corp search, sustainability, and a host of other things to really help startups find space and connections to grow. Um, And she also, fun fact, holds her North Carolina real estate license and runs an interior design business. So she's on the ground with entrepreneurs while being an entrepreneur herself. So Lauren, welcome to the Seven Peer Podcast. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. And then just a a fun fact, I claim myself as a Raleigh native, but technically I was born in Florida, but I've been here since I was four years old. So very long time. Whenever I tell people that, they're like, you're you're accepted. We take you. So now I just slip in with the Raleigh native. Yeah, we will, we will allow that one, Lauren. That's as close as you can get you know, at that point. Yeah. You know, just, just because you might have been born somewhere else doesn't mean that you haven't become a native. I, unfortunately, am not a native. People like to tell me that, too, just based on where I come from. And I get reminded of it often. So welcome. We're, we're excited to have you today. You know, one of the things that, you know, is really critical about what we're trying to do, you know, with the podcast and, and having you on today is really about the development of the community, right? You know, that's been building here. But, you know, taking into the fun facts, I've got a fun fact question I want to ask you. So I like to ask these general questions to see what actually makes some people tick. And one of the things that, uh, you know, I wanted to ask you is if you were to have dinner with any historical figure, who would it be and why? So I don't know about like historical, but as far as like somebody who's not with us anymore, I would love to have dinner with Mac Miller. Um, he's one of my favorite artists. And um, like, I think as many people know, he struggled with mental health and I'm always really interested in um, understanding, you know, why people do what they do, like kind of the, the psychology of things and, and what's kind of underneath the surface, um, and especially to help with people's mental health. So would just love to, to know that. Um, and also, he's just amazing. So I just I wish like I had gotten to go to one of his concerts while he was still here with us. So that would be that would be a dream come true. Yeah, that would be, you know, pretty cool. Like there are there are artists like that, where you go, I wish, you know, I could have seen in person, you know, that individual, that's pretty cool. And I can definitely see where some of that HR background comes into the understanding of people, you know, side yeah. of it, which obviously, you know, parlays into a lot of the things you're doing here, you know, and that's really at the heart of discussion, right? It, we're trying to really help with the background journey and the things that led you right to your role. And obviously that adds a lot of insight into it and why I think, you know, that question is always an interesting one. And just seeing where you go, because we get all sorts of answers, you know, to that, but you're right, you know, good artists, you know, beyond times, like things that will translate forever. And, you know, you, like obviously too short, you know, at the same yeah. time, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And I always wish that I have like a, a better, like a smarter answer to give for questions like that of like, Oh, like Abraham Lincoln or something. But I'm like, that's just not me. You know, no. <laughs> I'd rather know. be there with Mac Miller. <laughs> I, yeah, I, you know, it, when, you know, I know Aaron, who's a musician, you know, as well and an artist, there's lots of things like that that come out of her. You know, for me, it's always been athletic, 
in nature. Like there's certain athletes that you wish you could have just like kind of picked their brain and what drove them. Right. Yeah. Because they all have those similar types of things, right. That they've gone through and it's, it's helped, you know, kind of build and evolve people. Um, and you know, it's always interesting to me just to hear kind of where people come from with that. stuff. Yeah. Really Who's cool. your athlete? Who, who would you so, choose? For me, it's always an old Yankee. I'm a New Yorker by trade. Um, there is one that is in the picture behind me for that. Those of you that can see, which is Joe DiMaggio. Um, and that is one that I had the opportunity to have a brush with when I was a kid um, wow. at a Yankee spring training a long, long time ago. And I've got autograph from him. Everyone's, you know, fully aware with this, but like in hindsight, now looking back, I wish I had the opportunity. I was a kid, right. To be able to really talk to that about what it was like playing through those types of things. What's yeah. it, what was it like to have the hitting streak that he had, right? And all of those things as a baseball guy, like that's one of the ones, right? Where I wish he could have sat down for 30 minutes just to go, what was it like? You know, especially at that time, it's different. You know, sports now is way different than it was there. You know, the love of the game was all you were really playing for then and whatever sport it was. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, now it's a little bit different. So that, yeah, that's the one Lauren for me that still, I wish I had an opportunity and was, you know, not so young at the time. And when I had that mm -hmm. brush to be able to ask, you know, some random question of what it was like. Yeah. Yeah. When you said New York um, and baseball, I was thinking Babe Ruth, wasn't he on the Yankees? Yeah, He was a Yankee. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I feel like that's I mean, everyone's he, like, he is a Yankee, and for those people that we know that are not Yankee fans, will try to cl take claim to that person. I won't mention which team that is, um, but, <laughs> but he's a Yankee, and he's known as a Yankee. And yes, there was yep. pictures of Babe Ruth right there. There's, I've got them all <laughs> here. Oh, in the, uh, very cool. In Do you have team. Jeter up there too? Jeter's up there as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you yeah know, my my family is from New York, so yeah. um, like my mom was born there and lived there for a long time. And so she's big, like New York Giants fan, big Yankees fan. So I used to play softball when I was a kid and I was number two for Derek number Jeter. Two. Yeah. I wore, I wore the number 23 for a long time, which was another big Yankee, which was Don Mattingly, right? That was the guy I played first base. I grew up idolizing yep. him. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's like Joe DiMaggio and, you know, Derek Jeter's, you know, just, I've seen him play. It's just insane. You know, you look at these types of athletes and, you know, you look yeah. at, you know, the people that we all know around us and I meet athletes still, you know, all the time and I'm just in awe. Um, yeah. You know, same thing with musicians. Right. And same thing with other artists. It's like, it's just such a different thing. I'm, I'm only five foot tall, so I'm very small. And so when I like watch these NFL players, I'm like, holy crap, these people are so tall. Like, where did you guys come from? And like, where did I come from? Like, why are we so, so different in size? <laughs> Lauren, I've been, I look, I'm not small. I'm not big, you know, in the grand scheme of things, but I've been in the elevator, <laughs> like at places with football players. And I'm like, all right, this is just wrong. It's like, crazy. I mean, you know, and, and I've actually been on a, I was on a flight once with an NBA team. Uh -huh. Wow. <laughs> and like, all right, I'm like, like some NBA players were on it. And I'm like, all right, this is ridiculous. These guys can't even fit. I was going to say, and how do they fit? Like, could they even, they're no, probably walking like this like, sideways. Like, yeah. yeah. Head, head tilted, knees in their chest, like, you know, give them the exit row. It's yeah. okay. They're either in first or the exit row. But even NFL players, like, they're just so, some of them are, you know, when you're looking at guys that are 6'6", six, 6'7", six, 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 you know, I know a few individuals like that. I, I actually worked with somebody that almost went pro but had his knee mm -hmm. um, issues in, in college. And just they, 
I digress a little bit, but his, like his handshake was like up to my elbow. Yeah. <laughs> like his hands it's were insane. so big. He was like, he was like six, five, 300 and something pounds. I'm like, you're mass. Yeah. <laughs> I know we digress a little bit, but yeah, you know, RNS athletes, those are just the cool they are. Know, kind of breakups yeah. of these things of, you know, what we do obviously as a microcosm, right. Of, you know, what happens out there in the world. For so sure. no, that's fantastic. I'm, you know, I'm glad we went down that path. It was actually, it's always an interesting conversation to see. I don't know. Maybe we should throw it out to Aaron too. I might have yeah. to get Aaron's take on this one before we move on. For sure. I mean, being a drummer, I've got to go with um, somebody who I feel it was a trailblazer for women in her own right, um, Janice Joplin. Nice. Um, she, you know, rebel, um, just a soul voice. I mean, she was just out there and she just didn't care, you know, she and very much um, doing her own thing, despite, you know, um, what others thought. And I just any artist like that, I respect so, so much. Um, and, you know, especially kind of during her era with it being so heavy, you know, male rock musicians, you have this woman out there that's a young female out there just doing her thing and, you know you know, Lauren, you mentioned mental health and, you know, she was the one that kind of fell into what they, they call the the 27 club for, um, you know, musicians who left us before their time. And so, um, would love to chat music with her and, um, you know, to your point, just get to know her a little better. Yeah. Aaron, and you may know the answer to this. You might have to fact check me on this, but if I recall me and Bobby McGee didn't come out until after she passed. I, I I'm not 100% sure. I'll, I will fact check you. I think we need to fact check <laughs> that. If I recall, it happened something, the, the song got released a few weeks after wow. she had passed away. So she never even got to see what that song became. So, yeah, I mean, that's same with Mac Miller though. Like there's songs that have come out um, or at least been um, like released like professionally now um, that we're just like on YouTube or something. And it's, it's crazy to think that, yeah, they didn't even get to see the art that they made. Um, that, that, the art, like, you know, the, between Mac Miller and Janis Joplin, you look at that art, they, they have that song, like those songs have gone on and will stand the test of time. And yet, right. You know, just didn't have the opportunity to experience what came with it, which is just crazy. Yeah. Yes. So it was released uh, four months after she passed away. All right, so four so months. You're right. Yeah, I you. knew it was after. Big brain on this yeah. guy, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, once in a while, I can pull one out. There's a rabbit out of the hat every once in a while. Yeah. But I remember. I remember reading that like a while back, and I was like, I, that, I was like, that's just, and that song's been so many times redone, and like, it's like such a, you know, famous song that it's gotten covered and covered and covered again, and I right? never saw the you know, the real outcome of what that was. So, and I love like she's, she was young, but had an old soul at the same time. And that, you know, definitely translated when she sang. So love that. Yeah. All right, cool. All right. We did the, the all around on that one. So that was good. So let's go, let's go into some other stuff. So we've got Lauren with us today. We've completely gone into a really cool topic, which I don't want to, you know, take away from because this is why we have you know some of the guests we have on here is really to understand you know what makes them tick you know and you know what really has gotten them to this point because now lauren obviously you're sitting here as the executive director of raleigh founded raleigh founded is becoming a integral part of the tech ecosystem 
right? It's becoming what everybody is hearing and knowing and seeing. And you're, you know, making this really unique thing happen here in Raleigh that in, and look, in all my travels, and I spent a lot of time on the road with all the things I've done, a lot of cities don't have this, you know, and they don't have the ability to build out what, you know, they, these are, and they're more than just co-working spaces, right? They're communities and they're fostering collaboration and innovation. You know, so so tell me a little bit about how Raleigh founded came about. You know, what's the sense of community that it's building and what are you seeing, you know, on a day to day as you're you know participating in all of this? Yeah. So background as far as Raleigh founded is, um, you know, we were founded by four founders um, and they all you know, we're doing different entrepreneurial endeavors. And there was something called the Innovate Raleigh Summit that happened in 2011. Um, And at that, Brooks Bell is one of our founders led a talk about physical space and the need to have a place for people to come together as community, um, to collaborate, to do events, kind of this um, drumbeat of marketing for just the innovation that was happening in our ecosystem. And there wasn't anyone doing that. Um, So in that discussion, you know, she realized she had some space in the back of um, her office, actually. And she was like, what if we just use that for this? Just like, see if there's anything, you know, we think that there's a need and, you know, all the other um, founders and just like people at the conference thought there was a need, but they were like, let's see if this is really, you know, if this has some meat to it. So, um, you know, they put out some, some, inquiries, see if anybody was interested in it. And uh, within about 45 days, they had over 500 people that said like, either I, I need this, I want to be a part of this, or I want to support what you guys are doing. Um, So that included like the city um, mayor, Marianne Baldwin, she was the mayor at the time, but she started um, Innovate Raleigh with another woman. And she was a real big champion for us as well. So um, that's kind of the background. And we were founded in 2012. So we just last year celebrated our 10 year anniversary. And then this month um, is our 11 year anniversary, which is really cool. Um, It's been amazing to be I've been here for um, almost six years now. So getting to be part of the history of Raleigh founded and and how we have supported the ecosystem has been really, uh, really cool. That's, you know, and that's really cool because if you think about where we were, you know, 10 plus years ago and just the idea of this starting to come around, right, that, that to me is really one of the interesting things. Because if I go, you know, the 10 years prior to that, you know, when I first came here, I mean, startup ecosystem space for people wasn't a thing. Obviously, building community was very hard. And, you know, going into just like how this is becoming unique to other cities, you know, what are you seeing from a uniqueness that's starting to happen here in Raleigh versus like, well, you know, set aside around town, because we know the other sister cities to, you know, to Raleigh and the RTP community, you know, are doing some similar things. But just in your counterparts, what are you seeing around the country or in others that you've talked to of what we're doing here, which really isn't is really unique? compared to other cities. Yeah. So I feel like that's what's so interesting about our area is like, there's some people, you know, kind of like Aaron and I have been here for a long time. And so it's like, we like, I'm only, I'm 28. So like, I haven't, most of my career has been at Raleigh Founded, if not all, you know, so um, I haven't had a lot of other jobs to compare to like, you know, company culture or um, even just like different ecosystems around the country. But what's crazy about this place is that there's so many people that come from the other ecosystems and then they tell us once they come here like you know if I do a tour I just actually had one um last week and he came in for a day pass and then he just came from um 
from San Francisco. And he was like, I thought you guys were just like a WeWork. And then when I came in here, like your staff was so kind and, you know, really tried to get to know me, even though I was just like one guy coming in for a day. And so I, I'm, you know, he's like, I already picked my parking pass out in the back. So now I just need to sign up with you. He's like, but give me the full spiel. And so, you know, I talked to him and he talked about how he, you know, worked at a startup um, over in California. And there was just like, these like five random dudes working together. And then we got acquired by this really big company. And now I work for them. But he's like, I want that again. And I just I've been here for a year and a half. And I haven't, I haven't met anybody. And I don't know how I can get back into that ecosystem. And it's like on that day, he was like, this is how I do it. Like this, this place, like just being here for two days now has showed me like, I'm in the right place. Like, this is where I need to be you know, I know I can meet other startups and founders and people who could use my services here um, and join a team. And then that day I was like, oh, you should meet, you should meet this guy, John. And I was like, you guys both have two kids. And that was really why I made the intro. And then John was like, who works at a startup and is a founder. He was like, actually, I'm looking for you. Like, you're the kind of guy I'm looking for to hire my team right now. So like literally on the tour, like making a connection. And um, I feel like that's what's so special about our community is that, well, one, people from out of town or people who move here say, this place is special. I've never seen anything like this. You're so collaborative. Um, and this is just where I've grown up and what I've always seen. So to me, this is just the way that business should be. And this is the way community should be is that if you have something and you have enough to give, you should, you should give it and you're going to receive so much more than what you give. And that's what I've really seen in my career here is just like being an authentic, genuine person gets you so much farther than like being the smartest person in the room. Like, people really see the authenticity and, and when people are genuine and that's, that's how we've stayed so supportive and, you know, I think this area is going to continue to grow. You know, and Lauren, you and I have talked about that, you know, in the past, right. Where we had, you know, had our meetings a couple of weeks back and, you know, one of the things I think that's a really good point, right. Is like when you surround yourself with lots of good people, lots of good mm -hmm. things, you know, happen, you know, because yeah. of all those things. And, you know, there is a uniqueness to this. And, you know, I, I always talk about this, you know, here in the Mali area is we are a one to two degree town, which means you are one to two degrees away from anybody you want to meet or talk to. And, you know, <clears throat> community builders, yourself and others, right, are really catalysts for making what it is unique. Um, you know, around here, because you can go to the San Francisco's, the New York's, the Boston's, the Philadelphia's, you know, all places in which I've worked, you know, a lot, Chicago, et cetera. You're not a degree or two away from anybody in those towns. And that doesn't mean Raleigh in the area is a small town, right? It's growing rapidly, right? It's becoming a very large you know, city. And, mm -hmm. you know, you start to look at that and you go, Hey, I know so-and-so that can connect you with so-and-so just like you just said here. And it, you know, I've had those opportunities in the past as well, where like, how do you not know each other? Okay. Let me yeah. take care of that. Let me connect you to, and you know, what you just said there is, I think what makes it unique, right? It makes it really cool compared to other cities that, even if you just want to have a coffee with somebody and a conversation with no mm -hmm. end result, right? It, people are so willing around, you know, the, the whole ecosystem. And this isn't just the startup ecosystem. This is just the area. And I think yeah. everybody's come from, you know, lots of different places to your point, And as well as having the people that are from here, even if you're um, pseudo not from here, <laughs> um, you know, but the, 
you know, the reality is, is that what you said is I think one of, it is really cool and it is unique. And, you know, other people have asked me like, how do you know these people? I said, I just, you ask, right. And somebody mm-hmm. goes, Hey, I know so-and-so and let me introduce you. Uh, yeah, you know, I, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, part of what Raleigh founded back to, you know, you know, what you said there, you know, which kind of goes into, you know, some of the things in the sense of community that it's building. I mean, I think it is a community builder um, yeah. and, you know, having, you know, been at the, you know, the locations and, have you know, been at some of the offices and basically sitting and watching and, you know, interacting with people. Um, there is that nurture of sense of community. Tell me from your perspective, you know, look beyond, you know, the next few years, right? We're going to have a lot more people here. How do you continue to nurture that sense of community across the membership? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just staying true to our roots, um, staying true to who we are. So we have six core values and like, that's how we, that's how we've always you know, thought about memberships, thought about partnerships, thought about spaces and vendors that we use, like, you know, leave the world better than you found it is one of, one of our core values. We're a B Corp. So we really use those, um, those standards to guide us on our path. Um, so I think staying true and staying authentic is how we're going to continue to grow. Um, but also just like, you know, at Rally Founded, we're also like our, you know, um, parent company now is called Founded Communities as we're expanding into Cary. And then uh, we're kind of breaking apart our uni- university because we're already on Centennial Campus with NC State. Um, so we're going to kind of break that into three communities so we can be a little bit more intentional with uh, fostering those ecosystems. So as we do that, um, you know, just making sure that we're, we're staying, we're staying true and, and, and all of that as, as we grow it and, and really focus in on what, what everyone needs from us. No, I, I like, you know, kind of where that perspective is coming, right. Is that you, you know, if you try to be too much to too many people, right. It, it yeah. doesn't get you anywhere, but looking at those three, like we'll call them those mini pockets of, of what you're trying to build out. Aaron and I spent some time, you know, at the Centennial campus at NC state, um, about a week or two ago, you know, with the team over there, we were doing some stuff with with the university and some programs that you're building out with them. So you've got partnerships that are starting to develop in these locations, right, which are really critical to that, you know, being true and staying successful, you know, in what you guys are trying to do. Talk a little bit about some of those projects and initiatives with, you know, the NC States of the world and some of the others that are really helping you kind of evolve, you know, the programs and the things that you guys are doing, you know, it's funny because we, we talk a lot on these um, podcasts. We've had B Corp, you know, come up a lot lately about the giving back in those initiatives. So tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, I would say one thing um, that's big that we've been doing for, I think, three years now is our jobs fair with NC State. So bringing in our startup companies um, onto our location on Centennial Campus, they set up the booths, you know, just like a typical job fair. Um, but the students that come through, they're really eager. And we've had people like get jobs and get internships. So one of our interns that we have right now, we met him at the jobs fair. Um, and then, but it wasn't immediate jobs fair hire. Like from that, it was when we had our next cycle open up, you know, he applied. And then I know Kaleido, we actually wrote a blog about this, which then got, um, then got published with TechWire, I think, talking about uh, just the talent pipeline. So they've had, I think, three hires that have come out of that job fair experience um, that are now working with them. So that's one big way that we see um, our support is through the talent pipeline for startups. And I know, you know, I wish that I really found it did exist when I was at um, NC State, but I didn't know about it. And um, 
I, we didn't have the jobs fair yet. And so I always thought when I was going to get my, you know, have my career that I was going to go and work at a big corporate company. And I studied communications. I wanted to do like, um, you know, like crisis communication somewhere. And I thought I was going to work at like BP, something crazy like that. And I just didn't realize the way that our, our ecosystem was and that there, there are so many startups and wonderful companies making a difference right here. Um, and you can, you can make good money. You can make a big difference. You can feel fulfilled. Whereas at some of these corporate jobs, you might not get all of those. You might, you get a good paycheck usually, but you might not have a, a team that you love and a boss that cares about you. And you might not feel like you're really making a difference here, you know? So I'm glad that we can bring that to the students. I, I think that's really cool. Cause Aaron and I talk about this all the time, just about culture, right. And what culture means. And that is a part of culture and, you know, the, the ecosystems in cities, to your point of like the big corporations law have, and I've worked for them before in my past. And I remember even, you know, my first job at a college, we still had that culture of the younger, hungrier ecosystem mm-hmm. type, you know, like thinking that you were still very entrepreneurial and actually carried that as the company got bigger and bigger and bigger, you know, before I had left and then moved here. And, you know, that is a very rare thing to find. So bringing that together is pretty cool, right? When you start to think about that stuff, because that is what everybody wants in mm-hmm. what we call work, right? It's yeah. having a cool environment that you can go to if you decide to go, whether it's at Raleigh Founded or, you know, you're just having coffee with somebody you know, that you've got this, you know, ability to kind of share and be collaborative and do all these kind of things. And, you know, it, it has gotten lost, you know, in the shuffle, you know, over the years. So it's, I'm glad to hear that, you know, the partnerships and the things you guys are doing are starting to, to really show some fruits for those labor, because the reality is, is it's hard to find talent. Like I know this, right. Having yeah. run companies in the past, it's hard to find talent and to help with building the connector, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. That is a crucial aspect, especially in the startup commuting, having talked with another one this morning. And that that was their challenge was, hey, we need another developer. We need another one of these. So, you know, being able to connect those dots is pretty cool, Um, especially with the pipeline, right? Being, you know, out of the university and you've obviously got some affiliation to it. So Mm -hmm. it makes it a little more special, I think, for if I were you, you know, sitting in that seat. Yeah. And then another even more special thing is that uh, my mom actually worked at NC State when I was um, in uh, until high school. So elementary to high school. And she worked on Centennial Campus. Um, and at the time when she was working there, like someday she would pick me up from school and, you know, we'd, I'd go back to work with her. So like I knew all of her her coworkers and stuff, but it was mostly goat farms at that time. It was like yeah. two to four buildings and goat yeah. farms. And then now I get to work on Centennial campus and be part of the innovation. And then Tom Miller, who's actually, he was a, basically the king of entrepreneurship at NC state. He was her boss. Um, when he was starting all the entrepreneurship stuff and, you know, she was just in the Delta department being an accountant. Um, but I've known, have known him since I was six. And then I started working at Raleigh founded and now I got to work with him and yeah. just like my mom did. So it's just like really, really that's warms cool. my heart. And it's really cool. That, that's really cool. Right. It's just really interesting sometimes how that comes full circle. But again, this goes to how tight knit, right. Of a community. Yep. This really is that, you know, it, it is a key thing to, to understand where and how we're all connected in this sense of community, whether it's, you know, like that or what you guys are building is bigger than this, the broader tech landscape and everything that we're building here. And it's interesting to me because, 
the goat farm, you know, analogy, like, you know, <laughs> it is an ag, right? And this came, everything yeah. around here came from agriculture. And NC State was built, right, around, you know, a lot of agricultural things and the yeah. research that happens on animals. That's why, you know, the vet school is as big as the vet school is and some of the programs there. I know I've been there a few times with my animals um, who like to get themselves <laughs> in trouble and it's always after hours and that's the only place to take them. <laughs> so, uh, you know, but, you know, when you look at like what's happened and when the campus and how it's grown and how you guys have grown, you know, it really is, you know, one of those really cool things to see because now ag tech, right, is becoming a big thing in the area. Yeah. And it's not just, you know, software technologies anymore. And, you know, we're seeing, and I know you are and I am, you know, companies that are starting to evolve out of just new innovative ways to use technology. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, it, it is. You know, so one of the things, you know, we've had you here for quite a bit of time, you know, so far, but one of the things I always want to, you know, kind of try to understand a little bit more, you know, in spirit of the podcast and in spirit of, you know, you know, helping people kind of navigate, you know, things, you know, what are the things that, you know, now Raleigh founded is building out new programming, new partnerships, new other things. I've, you know, I've come to the pitch, please, you know, events, you know, what are some of the things that you're striving for, you know, on the professional side for the organization, for yourself, you know, to see here over the next several years with Raleigh founded? Yeah. So, I mean, I am less of a visionary, more of an integrator type person. So like, I always think about the first and then go to the next, you know? Um, so for me, like the biggest thing that's on my docket right now is opening two new buildings, um, in the next couple months, um, and getting those, you know, to be successful. So we're closing down our warehouse location, which is the one I'm at right now. Um, and this was our first location. And so it's, it's really bittersweet to be leaving this, um, but we are going to a really wonderful space um, just a couple blocks away. Uh, so still staying, staying in downtown and it's triple the size of this one. So um, we're working to fill that right now and, and make sure that we take the wonderful, magical community that we've built here at the warehouse location and take it over there with us. So that's, that's something that I'm really like a really big and small goal. Like the, the small goal is kind of moving everything over, but the big goal is making sure that we don't lose the community that this building has brought to us. Cause a lot of, I mean, it's just a building at the end of the day, but it's, it's just different when you walk in here, the way it feels. So we're just really wanting to make sure we capture all of that and, and keep all the momentum going that we've had over the past 11 years. Um, and then we're also expanding to carry, which I mentioned. So um, really starting to build up that ecosystem and Rebecca Gregg, um, has been working under me for a couple of years and she's going to be running that now. And um, she's already been doing a wonderful job of, of creating that ecosystem there through these uh, carry social hours and uplifting the local shops and restaurants that are there and working with the chamber. They've been so supportive of, of us over there. Mark Lawson has been wonderful. Um, so really, like I mentioned, those three ecosystems, like, you know, the university, um, Raleigh, and then carry. So just like building up and, and creating those three clusters of community um, those are, you know, probably the biggest goals that I'm working on. And then, you know, I'm sure the owners will tell me some other really amazing goal because they are the visionaries of the company. So they, they are my North stars and I, I try to achieve what they, <laughs> what they see, you know? 
Yeah. I mean, but I think at the end of the day, right, you're seeing some things down on the ground level, right, yeah. of what is needed and, and what you need to do to really execute on that stuff and being able to present that backwards is equally as important, right, as, you know, what the vision might be at the top level. And I know this just from experience, right, you have to listen to the surrounding team because ultimately, right, at the end of the day, you are seeing things that are in a much different, you know, light than everybody else's. And, and I think it's important to your point of those goals, right, of, you know, having these, you know, kind of North stars, if you will, for each of those individual things, because they are each going to evolve into something else, you know, down the line. Yeah. Uh, but it's really cool to kind of hear, you know, where you guys are taking things and some of the things that you're, you know, you're doing. I will say having been at the locations, the new location is pretty cool. It is a pretty cool spot. So I think Thanks. some of that vibe is coming, you know, with you. So it's, yeah. it's, you know, turning into, a, you know, what we all hope, right, for what your goals are for it to become you know, what it is, just because that's where you started doesn't mean that's where you're going to be, you know, the whole time, just yeah. like any other company, you know, Raleigh founded, started in the back office, right. Yep. Going back to Brooke, <laughs> you know, and you know, what was started there with her, you, you know, move to another location. It happens just from, you know, growth and scale and things that are happening in the city. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate that. I think you guys will have absolutely no problem maintaining that sense of community and culture. Going back to what you said, Lauren, about leading with authenticity, people can sense that whether you're being genuine versus trying to give them lip service, especially mm -hmm. in the entrepreneurial communities. And as long yeah. as you're authentic and, and using that not only to make internal business decisions, but to create the culture and the community that you want to keep. I, have, I think you'll be successful. So super excited to see how that comes. Thank you. Yeah. And authentic, be authentic. That's, um, that's our number one core value, you know, in our company. So, and that's something that I've always really appreciated because I'm, I'm a very authentic person, very honest. I used to be called very blunt when I was a kid. <laughs> um, but I, that's, I, the new, that's the New York coming out of your family. Cause I know, you know I know, I know. <laughs> yes, I know. I went to but school here with all the and I like, Southern guys. I like to say transparent. It, you, you're being transparent. Exactly. Because I, it's better to know how where everybody feels and stands in a conversation, right, than not being transparent and having un people understand, you know, kind of where things are going. And, you know, and, and, you know look, and I think that's as valuable to your be authentic mm -hmm. as it, you, know, you can be for those insights, you know, to your point, Aaron. I don't think there's going to be anything, you know, there right? That isn't all about that because I, I see it, right? Having been in and out of running companies and doing stuff and, you know, coming in and out of the community and, you know, some of the things that I've done, that is what I hear, right? And I think that's what's pretty cool and why I want it on here. So before we wrap up, Lauren, just to kind of, you know, take all of the things that you guys are working on, what's the one piece of advice? What's the one takeaway that you want people to know, not necessarily just about you, but about what you're doing and all that kind of stuff. So what's that one piece of advice? Well, I might give you two because you, you, you sparked one in my head, which is, you know, Brene Brown talks about unclear is unkind. So just talking about how like honesty, authenticity is the best way to go. Um, you know, setting expectation on the front end is always um, the better thing to do rather than just like being a, a yes man or a people pleaser, um, you know, to just say something in the moment and then not not fall through with it later, I think is worse. And that, so that's more of like a my business, here's, here's what I would say, recommend to you, you know, if you were working with me. Um, but as a more of like a community leader, um, I would say, 
you know, the, the hardest part of anything is starting. So, you know, I feel like everyone's, especially myself, like, um, I started off here as a very, very shy. And, you know, I was like, why would any of these people want to talk to me? Like, I'm, I'm just right out of college, like I'm just some little girl. Um, and I realized like all these people do, do want to talk to you. And it doesn't matter what your title is or, or who you are, where you come from. If you're a genuine, authentic person, people do want to talk to you. And so, you know, if you're looking to get out of your house or you're looking to make a new friend or you're just, you're just feeling isolated. I think that's one of the, um, the things that plagues our, our country the most is isolation. And so if you're ever feeling like that, like Raleigh founded, Carrie founded, university founded has a place for you. Um, so, and then pretty much any co-working space, American underground, they're amazing. If you're in Durham, go over there, go see them. You know, they're, they're a wonderful place. And I, I love Tim and Laura over there. Some really amazing people. So just get out of the house and, and go meet people. Cause it's a, it is a lot happier when you have a community around you versus just being isolated. I couldn't echo you know, that anymore. I think those are, you know, two great pieces of advice there. And I hope everybody takes away, you know, those things because it is right. We are humans and humans need to interact. And, um, the more kind you are to each other, the more transparent you are to each other, right. The better everything is. So, yeah, I, I appreciate that. Those two pieces of advice. So I hope everybody takes away a little bit, you know, from that. So Lauren, you know, I want to thank you for spending so much time with us, you know, here today, You've got a lot of valuable insights. What you guys are trying to build is unbelievably amazing. And I, you know, I love to see it in this area, having now been here as long as I have and coming here going, oh no, what did I do <laughs> You know, from 20 plus years ago? Um, but it's, it's a place in which I would never leave You know, at this point. My kids are now native Raleigh. You know, kid, you know it's so funny because it just it took one generation to start flipping everybody back to being a native North Carolinian. Um, so, you know, I want to make sure that, you know, everybody really knows that, you know, what you guys are building in the Raleigh tech ecosystem and really this tech ecosystem being unveiled um, it is super important to what we're trying to do to, to help the scene thrive. Right. And the more all of us are investing in and exploring it, innovating, thriving, et cetera, um, it will help encourage, right, the next generation of entrepreneur. And I think that's really what a lot of us are going for. So I want to thank you on behalf of Aaron and myself at the Seven Peer, you know, podcast here. Um, and really stay tuned, you know, for future insights and some other things that I know you guys are doing, you know, and uh, I, you know, get on the newsletters, get on whatever it is and make sure that you understand what Raleigh Founded's doing out there. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for having me. This has been a lot of fun. I really appreciated it. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Hey, thanks so much for tuning into this episode. We really appreciate it. If you found this conversation valuable, go ahead and share it with your network and make sure you're subscribed on your favorite podcast listening platform to be the first to hear of new episodes. Until then, stay curious, stay engaged, and stay tuned for more amazing insights right here on the 7 Peer Podcast.